0: Hello and welcome to the Tribal Podcast. We believe that true deep learning happens when you understand, remember and deliberately practice your newly acquired knowledge. This podcast covers the first part, understand. So together, let's get the key takeaways from this book understood. In this week's episode, we are joined by Sarah-Ann Bijou, who's going to talk to us about a book that really impacted her life called Think Like a Monk. And it's essentially about making sure that you are taking some time somewhere in your day or somewhere in your life on a regular basis to hit pause and think about how you are going to take, to, take control of your life and make sure you actually direct it in a way that, that makes sense for you. And um, it's really all about kind of auditing your life and making sure that you are uh, heading in in a direction that makes sense. Okay, so on with the show. So, Sarah, we're talking about uh, Think Like a Monk um, by Jay Shetty. Is that his name? Yeah, that's his name. All right, then go ahead. Tell us what is Think Like... What does it mean to think like a monk, I suppose? What are the... What's this book about?
1: So um, to start off, I'll give a bit of a background to this book. So Jay Shetty yeah. is, he's kind of worldwide known influencer at this point. Um, he dropped out of college, went to become a monk, and then he decided, he learned everything he had to learn, and then he came back and he's giving all his insights to us now, everyday normal people doing our nine to five jobs.
0: How long was he a monk for?
1: I think about four years.
0: And did he, like, was he really into it or is he just like oh yeah wanted to get uh, all the lessons
1: so basically he like anyone else you know he was like get out of school go to college find a job and i think he was in the economics field or that could be wrong now but um basically his friend asked him to come to see a talk about a monk and he was skeptical because what would a monk know about everyday life for us Mm. they're kind of secluded now and he reluctantly went, but he was inspired by the monk so much that he decided to meet with the monk and then pursue his life as a monk. So he and where decided did he to do leave it. Him. In India. He spent about four years in India, I think. Um, so he was traveling around with the monks, learning what they do, you know, living his life as a monk, basically. Yeah. Um and then after the four years, I think he decided he loved being a monk, but he didn't want to pursue his whole life doing it, that he was more of a, he needed to be around more people and let people know what he's learning rather than the seclusion of the lifestyle The lifestyle of a monk, obviously.
0: It's- so he did, he spent four years as a monk and then decided, I've, I've got the lessons that I need and gonna go and just live my life as a monk, but in the real world, as it were.
1: Yeah, I think he, like, I think the whole kind of lessons he learned from a monk is you have to come to one with your identity. Mm. And he decided that the seclusion and, you know, living away from uh, the human community is not what he wanted. But he loved the lifestyle of a monk, so he wanted to give all the lessons to everyone else and spread the knowledge more.
0: So give us the, um, give us like a broad overview of the, of the book. And obviously, like there's, it sounds like there's a lot in it, like, but is it possible even to give a, a broad yeah, overview? Yeah, there's of, a lot like, in it, but about? it's
1: also kind of. Not everything is applicable to everyone because it's about training your mind to think like a monk. So it's kind of like a pathway to inner inner happiness and self-satisfaction. So everybody yeah. goes about that differently. So um, what works for me might not work for you, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And it's kind of, you have to read it with an open mind and take what you want from it. And kind of you have to evaluate your life and see which aspects of what he's telling you, you can, you can use. So it's a very, it's a very like personal book at the same time, because yeah. it's about yourself. So yeah. it's basically split into three sections. It's let go, grow, grow and give. So those, those are the three kind of umbrella sections of the let, book. To
0: say that again, let go. let go
1: grow i actually have
0: the book here (laughs) give Uh, here's here's a question actually before we get into the content when you think like a monk what is the definition of a monk like why do i want to think like a monk like why not think like a car mechanic what's what is a like there's almost like a an understanding that you should know what a monk is but what i think a monk is might be different than what you think a monk is so what does he mean by is it somebody who's just at peace is it somebody who is you know, living so, a, a considered life. What is a what is a monk to him like? So
1: from what I got from the book was um in our lives, the style that we follow, it's very busy. So for me, I'm in college now. I'd be in college nine to five, five days a week, and then I'd be working part time during the weekends. You know, yeah. I'd be very busy. I wouldn't have time to sit down and reflect. I think that's a lot we all had a lot of time to do that over the past two years with the pandemic. And there was a bit of a struggle worldwide because we don't have time to sit down and evaluate our lives. So what a monk does have time to do is that they look into themselves a lot more than we do and Mm. they find out, you know, what really matters in life because like, how do I say this now? It's you need to sit down and you need to sit down and think uh, in a, in a good way, not just spiral. You need to kind of evaluate your life and think about it critically and give yourself what you, you know, give yourself credit and criticize yourself where you need to. And we don't have time in our lives to do that. We don't have the luxury or the time to do those kind of things. So what a monk has as an advantage above us is they have a deeper understanding of who they are and what this life is and the human spirit yeah. sense of community those kind of things you know relationships
0: you know you know what it reminds me of is um do you ever hear of a guy called ryan holiday
1: no he actually
0: haven't. He, he wrote a series of, he actually wrote a book called uh trust me i'm lying and it's about um he wrote it years ago and it was about marketing and how um how something becomes viral almost like it's almost like how um and he kind of explained like if i want this was like a good few years ago, if he wants to get into like the national newspapers, he would say, I'd start off local and cause some kind of scandal locally. And that would get picked up by like the local papers and then the the national papers might look at the local papers to see what's kind of causing a rumble and so on. And it was really interesting because it's like, you know, marketing is all lies, basically. It's not, it's not all lies, but it's all like, there's a I'm whole other, bit with,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on in the background that you wouldn't even be aware of, like where people are getting their content from. And, and he was kind of into how to manipulate all that. But that was the first book I'd heard by him and um, read by him, I should say, and um, called Trust Me, I'm Lying. And the next, I could be wrong, but I think the next book he wrote was like um, to do with, he, it's like he had this kind of weird kind of turnaround in his life and, and had this um, uh, kind of I don't know what you would call it, but almost like 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 what you're talking about here, like think, thinking like a monkey. He, he got into the ancient philosophers like Seneca and Marcus mm-hmm. Aurelius and all those lads, and he started writing this series of books about, um, you know, what does it mean to be human? Um, you know, what's the purpose of life? How do you, how do you decide what the purpose is for your own personal life? And one of the things you well, just while you were talking there is thinking about, you know, what your definition of a monk is, is similar to what he would say. Um, actually, what he would say, what he would ref- say the um, the ancient Stoic philosophers would say is that you should live a considered life. That you don't just, like that, just kind of go from pillar to post, kind of working nine to five and then coming home and, you know, zoning out in front of Netflix. That you actually take some time somewhere along the way and think, what am I doing? What is the point of my life? What what was the be-? One of the things I always say to my kids, I've probably said this before on the podcast, I say to all my kids, what's the best thing that happened to you today? What's uh, I say, um, I asked rather than saying, Did you have a good day? because I don't really know what that means. I say, Did you make anyone laugh today? Did anybody make you laugh? And like me and my wife kind of make them consider those questions and think, Well, did you make someone laugh and did you have a good day? Like, in those kind of are you, are you considering your day basically? So I think it's kind of similar to what this guy Jay Shetty he, is talking about. Then,
1: yeah, that's that's actually a point that he says in the book is you shouldn't be using umbrella terms like good or bad. Yes. Like, what does that mean? Because, yeah. My bad today could not be, like, it doesn't have to be my bad tomorrow. It's, relevant, two di- yeah. it's two different instances. So I think he was saying, you know, again, we're so wrapped up in this kind of hustle kind of mentality that we don't have, we don't sit down and be like, okay, I'm frustrated today and I am sad tomorrow. Mm. You know, it, we, we, we can't distinguish because we just kind of see it as an umbrella term as negative. Yeah. Yeah instead of actually delving into what is causing this sadness or how can it, what can I do to fix it? You know, that's yeah. kind of what a monk would have over us yeah. they would, they would be able to recognize that faster because they've spent so much time evaluating life and their own life, you know?
0: Yeah. Okay. So we have a definition of a monk. It's somebody who's better than us, basically. So well, that's a, a fair enough. <laughs> I, think, I
1: think that kind of defeats the point of what he's trying to say. I think he's trying yeah. to say we're all good. Yeah.
0: Okay. We're all, yeah. we're all capable of it. All right then. So, key takeaways from the book then do you want to whichever way you want you want to give us a brief overview of them all or you just want to take one at a time or um
1: yeah i think i'll go through one at a time because sure. each point has plenty so yeah. i think what he starts off with the main kind of point is monkey mind to monk mind Right. so monkey mind would be kind of what he would describe as kind of normal human beings uh, and yeah. you know we're jumping from branch to branch where uh not sitting. you're not focused you're, not calm, you're it's aimless and it's going from challenge to challenge. It's not really sitting down and resolving one challenge before going on to the next one. And then the monk mindset means that you kind of start spinning and you begin to live your life with an intention. Yeah. So you have a purpose. You find that purpose, and you live. Uh, everything you do kind of adds to that. Not that that is the only thing you do in life, but kind of everything has a general purpose. You have a general direction. And it's not, he doesn't say it's something you just kind of achieve. You have to work towards it. yeah. And you have to, it takes time and you have to give yourself that time. So rather than going from branch to branch, we sit on the ground and yes. we with our banana and we evaluate <laughs> life. <So laughs> he didn't say the banana, that's my own thing.
0: And so with that going from, say, monkey mind to Uh, a monk mind is there techniques for it or is it i often think with those kind of things it's it's sometimes almost like you just have to there isn't really a technique for doing it You just have to almost hit the pause button and decide okay this is what i'm going to do yeah Um, it's a process it's it's like a conscious decision like just a yeah it's it's
1: it's a process everybody has a different way about it because a lot of people might do meditation but i for one can't because my monkey mind Cannot sit down in silence, listening to music. <laughs> yeah. I, I start thinking of anything but what I meant to be thinking of. So I can't yeah. do that. I'd rather kind of take a task and concentrate on it and make that one focus on that one task until I clear my mind. Mm. And I can't sit down with quiet music. I I can't sit in a quiet room. So it's it's kind of different. But the general thing is, you have to kind of embrace what you your surroundings. Yeah. Evaluate and just kind of qualitatively analyze each thing and it's a it's kind of you have to sit down and you have to take everything in and think about everything one by one and it's about quality over quantity yeah because i think we are kind of focused on quantity
0: so monkey mind to uh, Monk. monk mind is it is, it is it kind of does come back to what what I, what we said at the near the beginning there about having a considered life it's almost like just kind of it's like kind of, it's like you kind of have to catch yourself and go, what am i doing just I'm busy all the time, and I don't seem to have any time for myself and or um and I, and I think you're probably right as well about the the pandemic kind of put the brakes on everybody, and then people were left with their own thoughts for long periods of time and and um
1: it well, was great. It wasn't
0: ideal. <laughs> it's it, it, it kind of depends though. It depends on the on the individual. For some people, it probably was great to stop. Yeah, it's a bit stop. of a shock. Yeah, exactly. And it's not it's not um you didn't decide to do it. It was kind of yeah. forced upon you, which is different, I suppose. But yeah, okay. So monkey mind to monk mind is to is essentially what we'd say there. So then, it's like um just slow down, hit the pause button, think about what you're doing. So yeah. is, that a, is that a good summary Fox. of, of yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so,
1: okay. kinda and I think something I've I've read this book a good bit back, so I've been trying to put it into practice, and something I learned is you can sit down and you can try and calm yourself down and work around it, but it's in our nature to bounce and yeah. move from one thing and to kind of like find something to keep us going. So what I learned with like practice is You can sit down and try and develop this monk mindset and then you might convert back to your original one but it's okay to it's okay to do that and then you can just start over again
0: yeah you have to trend in the right direction like it's yeah it's like three steps forward one step back and thing as long as you're yeah as long as you're trending in the right direction there's actually i don't know if you if you heard of sam harris you know him he is a Mm -hmm. podcast and he also has a meditation app as well. But he has all these little lessons on his app. And one of them is um, just begin again. On those days, like where you do fall behind or, you know, uh, you do find yourself being too busy or eating junk food, whatever the thing is that you're trying to not do anymore and you find yourself caught up doing it, you say, oh, she says, just begin again. Just, OK, draw a line under, start again. Don't beat yourself up. Just begin again. And that's, he calls it a beginner's mind, like, is to just all the time. But all, I think as well, sometimes there can be a bit of, you can forgive yourself too much then. well, like, ah, oh, it's grand. I'll just, I'll order this pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll just start again. It's fine. I'm guilt free. I think you have to take responsibility as well. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is, that, so not right, too yeah, much
1: forgiveness.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you, you kind of have to find that balance between beating yourself up and, and not being hard enough on yourself. I think it's is easier said than done. So right then next one. Okay, the, so the
1: next second takeaway would be okay, I'll read what I'll read what he said in the book. It's I am not what I think I am, I am not what you think I am, I am what I think you think I am. I am
0: what I think you think. Oh yeah, I get you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a
1: good So one. it's about recognizing your skewed reality. Yeah. And uh, have you ever watched the movie Inception? It's one of my favorite yes. movies. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a dream and a dream and a dream. Yeah. And it's it's not sometimes we might think that we're influenced by what people think of us or what we think of us, but it's kind of what we think people will think of us yeah. that defines our actions. And it's like a perception of a perception. And you're so focused in this cycle of perceiving that you kind of lose the real self. Yeah. Um. And I, I, I actually think that only comes into play as you get older, because when I was a kid, I did not care what people thought of me. Yeah. I would, run around manically like it did make a difference but it's kind of something you develop as you grow older and you're like oh what do they think if i do this they might not think that but we're like what if they do or and then you're like what if they think they think (laughs) you know it just it just (laughs) keeps going yeah yeah it spirals Yeah. yeah it's a bit of a spiral and then we end up living someone else's life
0: yeah exactly that's very true because if you spend all your time kind of reactive not even to what somebody says, but what you think somebody might think about you, then you have no choice, but to spiral then like,
1: yeah,
0: that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's a new way of. I've never heard it said that way before. So I'll, I'll see if I can remember now. I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think. I am. I am what I think, I think, you, think you think I, think I am. I, yeah. yeah.
1: That's and a good one. We'll never be 100% happy unless we're doing what we think, like what we should be doing in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I'll bring a personal kind of thing into this. I say this has definitely happened to me before, but it's a learning curve. And I, before the pandemic now, I'd be like, I've made certain choices in my life. I'm being, I'm in college now. So I'm being set on a certain career path. I'm like, is this what I really want? Or Mm. am I going to be doing this forever? Do I really want to be doing this forever? You know, there was a lot of thinking about that during the pandemic, especially when college was online and stuff. Yeah. But you have to realize that you can kind of mold your pathways whenever you decide to, like your life is in your hands and it begin, depends Begin on, again. Uh, yeah, I guess. Or yeah. even, you don't even have to begin again. You can just kind of take opportunities, keep an eye out for new doors that open up. Yeah. It, there's New doors are going to open up all the time. Yeah. And it just depends on what you take. So um, one thing with this is what... Jay tells us is you need to detach. You need to detach from that uh, perception process emotionally. And that might mean putting certain relationships at risk. Because if you're telling someone that cares about you, oh, I don't care what you think of me. You know, that's not exactly the best thing to hear, but it might be the best in the long run. Mm. And they will come around and say, so it's a risk. And you just have to accept certain, sometimes you just have to accept the risk to move forward in life. Yeah, that's so that's kind one. of the method you'd like how you'd kind of get out of this perception process is to detach yourselves
0: not is too much it's kind of similar to the first point then um to go from a monkey mind to a monk mind is like almost detaching from what you're doing day to day and actually stepping back and going what am i at what is the point in any of this and some of it might yeah. be as well, it's actually probably worth making the point there as well. That some of the stuff you're doing day to day could be great. It could be, yeah, do you know what? Actually, I want to keep doing that. And so it's more about kind of auditing what you're doing rather than cutting everything out or stopping everything going, actually, you know what? I am busy, but I'm, I'm really happy with what I'm doing. So
1: That actually brings like. us to our next take where we leave is to audit our lives regularly.
0: Ah, nice. Yeah.
1: So what he says is no matter what you think your values are, your actions will tell the real story and what we do with our spare time shows value. So, yeah. um, you have to keep auditing your life and how we how you spend your time and what you spend your time and energy on. And you might start something, I think this is great, and you might look back on it like five years later and be like, I shouldn't have been doing that with my time. Mm. But rather than realizing it so later on, you should be auditing your life regularly. Yeah. So, so instead of letting yourself kind of like develop bad habits, if you keep kind of reevaluating and be like, okay, I was happy. Am I still happy? I wasn't happy. Am I happy now? You know, that kind of thing. If you do that, um, you'll be kind of fast-tracking yourself to kind of self-satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. Rather than letting it go on for years and years and then being like, oh, no, I shouldn't have done
0: that. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, that's a very good point. And I'm actually reading a book at the moment called uh, Happy by Darren Brown. You know Darren Brown, who's on mm-hmm. Channel 4 and does yeah. all the mentalist stuff he has this book about um happiness and and what is it and you know back in the day he he was saying that um say like he actually talked about seneca and um you know marcus aurelius and um, epicurus and all those lads that they had different ideas about what happiness was some of them were hedonists where they just pursue pleasure at all costs no matter what like just do whatever makes you happy in the moment and other people would live a life of um, constant kind of, not battle, but like struggle, kind of constantly struggling because they thought that that had meaning. And that's where, I wish I could remember now which one of them said it, but you should live a considered life. And that's the best way to live your life is to all the time kind of keep stepping back and saying, what am I actually doing with my life? And kind of keep auditing? So I wonder, does he say anything in the book about how often you should do that? Like, it's not something you can do every 10 minutes, is it like? No, I'd say...
1: Um so like you kind of have to define what your values are in life so if you say like your family and friends is something that you value a lot then say think about okay i'm busy i have work and i have so many commitments how much time do i have to spend time with my family this week yeah and then you know maybe next week think think did, did i spend that much time do i have more time this week now to spend you know kinda of you can do it on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, whatever works for you personally mm. um it's it depends on what your values are as well. It could be your career, it could be your family or whatever everybody's values are different, and as long as it's a regular, and it's not like you evaluated one week. And then six months later, and then a month later, you know, it can't yeah. be inconsistent. You have to be yeah. consistent. And I think we've heard is not just in this book. Now I think it's kind of every book that you you hear or every podcast you listen to. One thing they always say is consistency. Consistency is key.
0: You know what actually reminds me of it? Kind of slightly off off um, off topic, but to do with values, um, because we're building a company here, and it's my job to kind of decide on the direction of the company and. Mm-hmm. you know what the values are and, and i remember I either read something or somebody told me before that the values shouldn't just be something painted on the wall in the in the head office like it Values should hurt like that you should like if, if one of your values is we'll only work with people who want to work with us say for example then you shouldn't take every customer that comes along you should be auditing your customers as well going oh, they're too much of a pain to, to work with for example, which might be a terrible example, people would be screaming at their, at their phones listening to this. But that idea of values being um, somewhat painful—like it's not just something that something nice and catchy that you write on the wall. Like it's like you're, you're, the company's mission statement should should be their values. So it's the same thing with your with your own life as well. Like it's it's a good point that you might say, "Well, I value, I cherish spending time with my family," but actually, you're working. 18 hours a day like well yes. you're not your your value is your is your job then it's not not your family yeah job.
1: and that that doesn't mean you have to stop quit your job to spend time at home like even if it's, it's a, call a week,
0: yeah, yeah it's like
1: even if it's calling home a week or yeah. going out for dinner or having a game night or whatever yeah. Yeah. it could be anything and i think if you if you let your values direct your life rather than kind of perception of yourself and your you know, material needs and all that, if you let your values in the long run, you'll be happier.
0: Mm.
1: Because you can be like, I stay true to myself rather than letting the world kind of get in the way. Yeah. And that's something that's very important because if it's 10 years down the line and you're like, and you realize, okay, you valued family and you didn't spend any time with your family and now you have no connection, you might find yourself in a very difficult position trying to build that connection back up.
0: What's interesting is is the way you consider family to be I assume your parents and, and siblings. Well, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I think of my family as my children and my wife. So it's uh, it's that's a that's a good point though, like that when you say family, what do you mean? Like most people say my age who are married with kids will think about their wife and kids, but then also um my extended family, now I'm lucky where I live. all my family live within two minutes of me basically, but um yeah it's a, it's a good point like if you say you value your family are you actually doing something about that like it's
1: yeah for me personally now i left india when i was five mm. and i've been living here for in ireland for the past 14 years but we still call back home regularly and i still have a connection with all my extended family because here it would just be my parents and my sister. So rather than having a connection with just three people in my family, I have connections with my whole family. And that's because that's because my parents decided that family was a value in their life, and they wanted to keep it going. And you know, it was it was an effort, because it's such a long distance and the time difference and everything. So that's kind of like an example from my own life. And it's something everybody it's, again, it's a very personal thing. It's different for everyone. And, and does does he
0: say anything in the book then about how to Find your values. Like, is it is it a pen and paper exercise, or is it just sitting staring It can at the be. Wall it thinking, can be.
1: Or? It can be a pen and paper exercise. You can sit down and you can evaluate, mind map, brainstorming, or sometimes you just know your values.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: some, sometimes it's it's what's stuck with you over the years. You know, sometimes some things just haven't changed.
0: Uh, it's a good point then that your your actions determine your value rather than rather than your words. Like it's where you actually put your time and yeah, and your I mean, thoughts and your effort.
1: I, every house, every office has all these placards with um, <laughs> nice quotes on them. Like We value this and this, but it's yeah. kind of what you, you really? do with their time. Yeah. yeah, it's what you do with their time that matters.
0: Yeah. All right. What else? Give me so, some more um, Sh- Jay Shetty <laughs> wisdom.
1: <laughs> um, so the next thing is kind of like beginning a cleaning process. So this is kind of a metaphor that I, I really like that he used is that your identity is like a mirror covered with dust. And then when you first find, like when you first look in the mirror, the truth of who you are and what your value is obscured. And you need to clean that and that might not be pleasant, but it's only when the dust is fully clear that you can see who you really are. So like the dust in the life, what he's referring to is kind of the noise of external influences. And the cleaning requires kind of like being still and reflecting. And he says, your mind is like a sponge. So it it absorbs whatever it's exposed to. So if you if you're living in a negative environment, your mind will be negative because it soaks in all the. Whereas if you surround yourself with a positive environment, it'll soak in all the positivity, and you will be kind of you'll be able to like emanate that. Thing.
0: It's like um, <coughs> it's one. Of, I don't know if you ever heard that that idea that you are the, uh, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. yeah. There's obviously there's no mathematical, ma- mathematical way to prove that. But if you think about the five people spend the most time with you, probably, yeah, probably do probably am like that. So that's, that's a sim that's a similar idea. Like that if you, if you kind of clear away all that noise or kind of, you know, what did you say? Clean the mirror and you can really yeah. see yourself. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's clean the dust off the mirror and you can see your own reflection.
0: Yeah. And like that, that can be painful, I suppose, for some people as well to, like 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 you were saying with the last point that you think your values are your family and your health and all that but in reality you're working 18 hours a week and you don't see anybody and you're you know not healthy at all like and and if you actually stand up and look at yourself in the metaphorical mirror then you're you know that's you that's know a, what that's
1: is, can you see yourself you know sometimes yeah. it could be so covered; it could be covered in dust so you, you can't know what see yourself.
0: you know what though? I'm talking about it as if it's negative like you're going to see yourself and and you don't like yourself. You you could be the, it could be the exact opposite where somebody um thinks they're not a good person or thinks that they're doing everything wrong but then when they actually stand stand back and look at themselves and think, actually I'm a great person. I'm really yeah. that that's an interesting I it's funny where where my my mind went with that like is to assume that you wouldn't like what you see but you could actually you could in the present moment not like what you see but then when you do step back you think actually i am pretty good yeah yeah that's, that's...
1: if you if you do all these things like audit your life and you mm. know sit still and all that you might actually find yourself in a position where you're like i like what i see
0: yeah true uh, everything's great carry on yeah. <laughs> keep going yeah,
1: yeah. Um, i think that's a very important thing is you have to discard the external noise when you're that's easier said than done though like it's if somebody if somebody's is
0: if somebody's working full-time and like, like say me, I've got a young family and all that, it's, it's hard to find the time to, to, to sit still and to not have a kid climbing on your head. And, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. like, which I love, like, I but, but like you said, if you really want to do the work of finding that time, I suppose you could, if you really want to.
1: If you really wanted to, but it's, it's, I mean, you know, if you're, like you said, it's kind of like, contradicts now like we were saying if you want to spend time with your family or friends or whatever you make time for that then mm. you need to make time for yourself to sit down and reflect so like if you only have two hours a week what are you going to do are you going to look at yeah. yourself or are you going to go spend time with your family so
0: yeah. it's
1: that's what i mean in saying that every it, you have to mold this into whatever your life circumstances are and however much time you have so like when i when i first said about monks having that advantage over us this is what i meant you know mm. we don't what do we do with our times? We can only do so much. Yeah. So they have much more time in their hands to do this specifically.
0: Yeah. So it's yeah. like it, there's there's an expression that um, about meditation, like somebody, if somebody says, I don't have 20 minutes a day to meditate. Well, then you need to meditate for an hour a day. Like it's, yeah. you need to, like, if you think you don't have the time, then you need to find the time. Find it yeah. And there's a great thing um I learned years ago. And I, I tried to stick by it. I don't, I don't always manage it, but I try not to use the word busy, you know, I try not to say I'm I'm busy because to me, and this is, again, I, none of this knowledge or wisdom, is, it's never mine, it's never mine, I read it somewhere, but it's something I kind of took on board that if you if you say you're busy, sometimes what it can do is it can kind of give you an excuse not to do things. Yeah. I didn't get back to that person because I was busy, but really, and I can kind of, you can always argue back against that On well, I didn't have time to get back, well, fine, but you have to think about it in terms of there's 24 hours in a day and my list of priorities. What are the things I'm going to get done in this 24 hours? And if you say, well, I'm too busy to this, it's just, what you, the truth of it is it just isn't a priority. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's an interesting way to kind of think about how you do spend your time going, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to, to, to exercise. And well, what you really mean is that it's not a priority. It's
1: not a priority.
0: Yeah. yeah. But then again, of course, there's people like who are working two jobs to try and keep the lights on at home and stuff which is a different scenario but um yeah it's 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 one thing i i try i try not to use the word busy i don't always succeed but i always think so as well when people reply saying sorry didn't reply i was busy go "Mm, i wasn't wasn't a priority (laughs) anyway what else Uh, hit me with some more knowledge more wisdom
1: (laughs) so i think focusing on values is a very it's it would be the next takeaway but um we've kinda discussed that in detail now so I won't yeah. I won't go too much into detail into it but okay. um basically the message is at the core of change is uncovering your values and your values and principles are at the end of the day what is going to really guide us mm-hmm. and it's up to us to make sure that they guide us in a positive way
0: one of the ways to uh, again i read before is to change your values is to um think about the kind of person you would want to be and just do what they would do like if you say well i want to be a fitter person or i want to be a happier person or i want to be a kinder person Well, what would the person i want to be do in this situation yeah that person would exercise that person would smile that person (laughs) would so just do that just fake it yeah like when we were
1: younger we'd write letters to our future selves yeah you know if we were like i often think like would younger be younger me be proud of older me and would she i don't know i don't know i'd say she'd be a bit confused like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) she'd be like this isn't what i expected but cool yeah
0: well then like it's funny because my 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 my, i've got two daughters and so on but my two daughters one is 8 and one is 5 and they're kind of at that age where they are deciding what they want to be like like you know just ridiculous stuff one of them wants to be a, an astronaut which is not ridiculous but she just bases it on nothing just i think i'd like to be an astronaut yeah. know the other one but, wants like, to be uh... sh-
1: but should we, should we not be able to do that should we oh, not no, be of course able to of
0: course just... Of course, but it can, my point is that it, it'll change to a postman tomorrow or a postperson oh, yeah. tomorrow, you know, like yeah, it, it's, it's, it, there's no foundation to I'm pretty
1: sure that. I said I wanted to be a fairy person when I was five. Yeah, exactly. So.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And my son I don't think that's to, possible. But My son wants to be a fireman because he got a fire truck, you know, like that's, it's, it's funny, you know, what would they think of themselves in 10 years time? Like, um, where it'll all kind of pan out or whatever, but yeah, it is interesting anyway we're getting off the point give me another one so we've we've covered values we've covered
1: uh oh and your values also act like magnets so how we were saying we should kind of surround ourselves with whatever we want to be it also attracts what we are so whatever kind of whatever our values kind of emanate it will attract similar people it's like bees and like a swarm of bees you know yeah it's like if, if if we are negative person we will attract negative people into our lives whereas if we are a positive person we will attract a positive environment so we just as much as the environment has an influence on us we have an influence on the environment so it's kind of a mutually beneficial relationship that you have to be conscious of
0: yeah i think that's it for values (laughs) um one of the things uh one we covered on on a podcast and one of the books we covered is um what is it called the truth about lying and it's about um is that what it was called? Well yeah, it was that one I think the truth about lying, and it's about how to basically how to spot liars like and how to spot somebody who's being deceptive and that. And there's basically seven principles in it, and um one of them is um contamination, is what they call it. Like if you're say, say me and you were in this conversation, I'm trying to decide if you're lying to me about something and I'm kind of watching your body language, listening to the words you're saying, whatever. One of the things is contamination is that is exactly what you're saying. I have to think about what I'm putting into the conversation. You're reacting mm-hmm. to what I'm saying. So it's the same thing, really. Like, it's a similar thing, I suppose, is that whatever you put out into the world is kind of, that's influencing your world and your environment as well. So you have to, I'm kind of getting a common theme across all of these here, which is a good thing. Yeah. Ultimately, it's about hitting and pause and stepping back and thinking. Yeah.
1: So I'd, I'd say doing, the the first takeaway the monkey mind my my the monkey mind monk mind would be the kind of umbrella giveaway and then everything yeah. kind of falls in under that. Yes. And what it uh, this topic actually brings us straight into our next nice. giveaway. Nice. We're good so, at this, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a very it's like a river. It's just flowing into a you know. Yeah. Which is what we should be like as well. You know, yeah. we should like well, you know? Yeah. everything should be kind of simultaneously kind of yeah. going yeah, well exactly. together. Yeah. It's one Harvard. thing
0: I've. I've I've said it a good few times on the podcast as well that um, we always talk about these these key takeaways from books as if they're standalone, but they're not. They they're all they all overlap yeah. and kind of you know they happen at the same time or they bash up into each other. But the, in order for us to explain it to people so that they understand it, we do have to break it down into do this and then do this. But in reality, they all overlap and like you said, it's like a river. So yeah, go on. Yeah. What what what, so, what have what have we let ourselves into here?
1: uh reinvent your environment
0: nice
1: so again we do underestimate how much our values are influenced by the environment but also how much we influence the environment and it's Mm. important that you find yourself in a social setting that looks out for you and looks out for the future you want and if you for example if you want to go into business join a business or a commerce business group uh, like a Facebook group with people in the same field, a Facebook group, Facebook group of entrepreneurs, or for me, um, it was the society I'm doing chemistry in college. So joining a society about women in the field of STEM Mm -hmm. has helped me so much. And it has made things so much clearer because it answers, because everybody has different questions and it's a place where we can all give our, answers into about different things So something I know someone else might not know and something they know I might know. So we kind of bounce off each other, especially when we're in the same kind of pathway, it's much Mm. easier, you know, like it's like a pathway is easier to walk through. If you have somebody by your side.
0: Well, yeah, you you learn from other people's um, experiences and mistakes. And it's like that, like, if you're, if you're looking to move into, into a STEM uh, career, um, there's loads of questions you'll have outside of the technical stuff. Yeah. Like you'll have a lot of questions about what it's like to be a woman in STEM, and um, you know what? What are the unwritten rules, or what are the things you should look out for, or what are the advantages or the opportunities, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's like it's like any job. Like if you if you want to work as I don't know, like do you know? Um, it's a random story popped into my head about Steven Spielberg when he wanted to be. Uh, he wanted to work in, in movies like and be a director when he was like really young he just wandered onto like the Universal lot and just started walking around and just like just just to be some like that's a very kind of blunt way of doing it but, but but get into like you said get into that environment that you think you might like to work in and, and just wander around whether it's a facebook group or an actual you know Universal lot where they're making films and um yeah just be around what you think you want to do or you know it's similar to what we said before as well about like uh what what is it you want to move towards and what are your values and what are the what are the things you want to kind of introduce into your life or remove from your life and that's kind of you you don't do it all in one go you kind of gravitate towards them or kind of put a tone the water kind of thing
1: yeah and in this day and age now something else we have to consider is that our community isn't our neighbors or the estate we live in or the parish we're in yeah it's where most of our life is online so my community could consist of people from different countries yeah that's who I spend my time with so social media has a huge impact on our lives and you know if you like follow people with the same values as you you know it's it's what you see it's we all say we shouldn't be scrolling through our phones first thing in the morning last thing at night but we do everybody Mm -hmm. does and if the last thing you see at night is something you don't want to be you will kind of, that will influence you though even if mm-hmm. that's not what you want yeah, because that's what you input. see and yeah. whatever we see we kind of act upon so it's up to us to manipulate our environment and make sure it is filled with whatever and whoever we want to continue for the whole life and not just to like today or until this trend goes away you know it's kind of something you have to keep going
0: yeah you, you control the inputs you can't control the outputs, but you can control the inputs. And yeah. It's like a, a lot of people these days would say that they don't watch the news or like because it's just a you know, what I think is weird about the news is the stuff that's on the news generally isn't useful for me to know. Like, you know, some terrible tragedy happened, which is of course terrible, but how does how is that news? Like what's what's the purpose of telling people that? It just makes them sad. You know, I yeah. I, I I think you the inputs that you take are really important like whether it's listen to podcasts reading books you know meditating exercise spending time with the people you they love they're all inputs into who you are going to be
1: so. yeah i think in terms of news it's um i feel like there needs to be a bit more of a call to action if it's a tragedy that we can make an input in but um yeah. it's 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 such an it's a it's a concept that's as old as time at this point. So yeah, yeah. um you know, this again brings Shetty's point, you know, we need to keep reevaluating our lives and see are we going in the direction that we need to? Yeah. You know, like the news can do so much because it's so wor- it's so accessible to everyone. But there isn't a call to action. It just tells us, Oh, this tragedy happened.
0: Yeah, something terrible happened in Yeah. That's doesn't, and what are we going to do about it? That that should yeah. be like it. You're exactly right. And I I actually, have you watched
1: too. the movie, the new movie by Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, yeah. and Don't Jennifer look Lawrence. up. Don't look up. Yeah, I actually, I actually struck me because I actually think about every every now and again because like it's true. Like if it was a meteor, we still wouldn't oh. bat an eyelid. Like yeah, no, like, that's, yeah. that's that's our problem. Six months down, but like six months down, we can't do anything about it. Yeah. If yeah. the world is disintegrated, like.
0: Yeah, that's it's it's funny that there's a lot of people kind of um think it's a silly film and other people are like, that is absolutely spot on for how the world would react. The meteor is, is coming is. and nobody cares. Like
1: And the fact that they were on the right track to avoid the catastrophe, but they yeah. didn't do yeah. it because which Spo- it is Spoiler more... alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd say yeah. put that on the warning. <laughs> yeah. I'd say everybody has seen it at this point. Yeah. But um yeah. I, I, that kind of struck me because I was seeing it and I was like, like while I was watching, I was like, okay, yeah, I get their point. And then it kind of comes back to me every now and again. Like, why am I doing something about this? What Mm. am I doing in my daily life about this? Like there are crises.
0: We all, we all live in, in, in this kind of constant state of distraction though as well. Like we're, like you said, we're scrolling our phones and, you know, it's like you're looking for that dopamine hit with your phone that's just never going to arrive like you're yeah. always looking for the next tweet that's going to really make you roar laughing and it just, it just doesn't arrive there's nothing yeah. there for you like it's yeah. like there's so, or you're, you're afraid you're going to miss out on some massive world event if you don't check twitter or check the news or you know so like, you, instagram like, or whatever
1: if you're not going to do anything about it what's the point
0: <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah anyway tell tell oh, me yeah. some more about the monk what, what does the monk tell us we should do
1: uh, don't be a savior.
0: Okay. What does that mean?
1: So your desire to save others is ego driven is what Shady says. And you shouldn't let your own needs shape that response. So it's not up to us to save all the people around you. You know, it's like, Oh, look, like, I don't mean like, Oh, look, somebody is walking off the cliff. I'll just ignore her. That's not That's I, mean. to it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, like, you think so you don't agree with what somebody's doing, you don't need to sit down and tell them, look, I don't agree with this. Because yeah. just you show your like show them through your actions what you mean. And if yeah. they want, they'll follow suit. And and then you know sometimes you give your advice and then you get really frustrated that they don't take your advice. Yeah. But they've no obligation to and we have no obligation to save them and it's not our responsibility. It's more so our responsibility to show them what we mean. And if they want, they'll follow suit.
0: It's like uh, it sounds a bit kind of Oprah Winfrey, but like everybody if, is on their own journey. Everyone
1: Yeah.
0: Everyone's at their like there's no race, everyone is just living their own life. And if you spot somebody living their life in chaos, like like you said, there's you you might point it out to them or you might ask them if they're okay, but they're under no obligation to take to take advice from you or to you know, you're not their no. and manager, you know. You
1: might think that what you're saying is brilliant, like you're the best thing that's happened since whatever but yeah like when they're listening to you they might have something else going on in their lives that you don't know about so yeah. it might actually be more insensitive than helpful yeah and we yeah. have to accept the fact that we're not always right
0: yeah that's that's another good point just because you think you spot the the problem with somebody doesn't mean you're you're right like yeah that, you know <laughs> Like they could probably, you might point out one thing that they're doing wrong. They might be able to point out five things you're doing wrong. So maybe keep your mouth shut. Yeah.
1: I think I'd say this happens with my little sister a lot now and I'm like, you shouldn't be doing that. And then I'm like, I probably did the same thing when I was. Pregnant,
0: yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, but of course, there,
1: if you see somebody walking off a cliff, don't hesitate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. There's a, uh, there's, yeah, I think that's fair enough. So don't be a savior. Um, what else? Coming to our end of our time so, here. Give, give, us, give us another, view. how many more have you got? I'd say
1: two, maybe. And Go they kind of they kind of slide straight in with the last point now. So first one would be accept that life is never perfect. Okay. Perfection is a concept, is yeah. what I would say. I think it's a bit unattainable because, I mean, what's life with a little bit of imperfection here and there, you know? It's and it's what subjective makes it as well. So It's yeah. like you
0: said, it, it's, it's a concept rather than, it's almost like, like what that what Darren Brown says in his book about happiness that the the concept of happiness changes day to day uh, yeah both for society and for the individual like what made you happy last week might not make you happy this week so yeah so life's not going to be perfect yeah and, it's, and, and yeah go on yeah sorry go on
1: yeah so life's not always perfect and kind of to conclude, kind of be happy for the success of those around you
0: oh yes that's a big one
1: that's a big one because, um, I mean, no matter how much I love my friends or everybody in my life, I think my initial response would always be envy. If it's something I yeah. want to achieve yeah. and I haven't, and they've achieved it, even though that shouldn't be. Yeah. And that's something that's hard to accept that we do, but everybody does it.
0: There's a, there's a great phrase that uh, nothing clouds a person's judgment more than watching your neighbor get rich. Yeah. And I think that that's, that is, it's, you know, who it reminds me of is Joe Rogan. I don't know if you ever listened to his podcast, but he's big into helping as many people as he can, like with his podcast, whether it's other comedians or other podcasters, because he understands that it isn't just, he's number one and he has to, you know, hold on to his crown kind of thing. It's just plenty for everyone to go around. Like, there's Yeah. Yeah, you know it's a, a, a good point
1: like you'll get your chance on the stage, but you have to clap for your friends and your family backstage as well uh-huh. and show that support uh-huh. because what then if you don't once you're on stage, you won't get an applause either
0: that's very true that's, that's, I think that's an excellent point to finish on Sarah,
1: <laughs> yeah, but um basically that's just a few um the thing about this book is that everything, every sentence, every paragraph has a takeaway, yeah, and it's very subjective and Kind of, yeah, let go, grow and give. <laughs> that would be Brilliant. the main kind of umbrella thing and monkey mind to my monkey mind to monkey mind. But you can't use this book and summarize it into nine sentences. You have to read it and <laughs> it has to be, it, you take what you want, you don't take what you want. Yeah. You use yeah. it, you don't use it. But um, yeah, it's all about clearing your mind, sitting still, finding purpose and being happy for you and others.
0: Yeah. Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty.
1: Yeah, (laughs) easier said than done.
0: Hey, before you go, just a quick message about tribal and what we're all about. We believe that true learning happens when you understand, remember, and deliberately practice your newly acquired knowledge. And this podcast just covered the first part. You now understand the key takeaways from this book. To help you remember them, we will send you three interactive summaries that accompany this episode to empower you to remember those key takeaways at the moment of truth. And then to really embed the knowledge from this episode, you can use the dedicated digital action log to set a time and a date to go out into the big bad world and deliberately practice the key takeaways. For all of this, and for all of our podcast episodes, head over to mytribal.com. Until next time.